are the primary customer and member privacy concerns facing financial institutions today? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Ann Wallace, the president of the Identity Theft Assistance Corporation. Hi, Ann. Thanks for speaking with us today. Well, it's great to be with you. And please tell the audience a little bit about the Identity Theft Assistance Center, when it was founded, and what its primary role is. Well, we're a nonprofit. We were founded seven years ago to help customers of financial services companies recover from identity fraud. And what our member companies realized back in 2003 was that each of them was helping their customers individually within, you know, within their own company, helping that customer close the accounts that were affected and, and whatever. But what they realized was that as a group, they could do more and that their customers really needed additional help because identity fraud is such a, it's an awful emotional experience and it's difficult to recover from. So ITAC was, was formed with that idea of collective action that these big companies would get together, work together, and, and help all of their customers um, at the same time. I, I would just add that another big part of our mission is to partner with law enforcement. And again, we realize that as a group, um, representing all these big companies, that we could do more um, to, to work with law enforcement to, to fight this crime. And, and how long has the organization been around? Well, we've, we've actually been around for seven years legally, but uh, as a corporation, our Victim Assistance Center is coming up on its sixth anniversary. So we have helped 70,000 people over the last six years of operation. And how many financial institutions are members of ITAC? Well, all of the companies that are members of the Financial Services Roundtable, so we have 100 big financial services companies are members of the Financial Services Roundtable. They're all, they're all members. They all support our mission. Uh, there are probably about 35 or so that are directly active in the service in the sense that, you know, they, they ha offer the kind of direct-to-customer services that, that would require the help of, of a victim assistance service. And so what does being a member really mean from a financial services or financial industry perspective? Well, our members are committed to um, helping customers and to fighting identity fraud. So what it means is they support our educational outreach efforts. ITAC does a lot of um, educational outreach both on our website and increasingly in, in, in social media, things like Facebook and so forth, to help people understand what they can do to protect themselves uh, from fraud. And then if they do become a victim, how to how to recover? So it's there. It's really the support of our educational outreach and and the support of our um, of our work with law enforcement as well as well as the the victim recovery process. Sure. And you've probably answered my next question already, which is how does ITAC balance consumer needs with the needs of its financial institution members? We don't see that as a balance. I mean, for us, it's it. We're all for customers. I mean, really, this is a service that was created to help people. And our financial services companies see helping their customers as part of their mission. That, that's what we do. Now, identity theft is something that we see crop up quite a bit in the news, and we're hearing quite a bit about it from a regulatory standpoint. How does ITAC define identity theft, and how deep does it go? So does it range from the theft of a consumer's Social Security number, for instance, to the interception or misuse of a consumer's address? 
Well, you're absolutely right. Identity fraud takes all kinds of um, aspects and colors. It can be everything from um, driver's licenses, passports, medical um, identity fraud, and so forth. Uh, but a lot of these kinds of fraud, it, it comes back to dollars and cents. It comes back to people de being defrauded out of money. So our service, our recovery service, really focuses on the financial impact of identity fraud. You, you know, has a consumer experienced new account fraud, new financial accounts being opened in his or her name, whether they're credit cards or um, uh, accounts at retailers or um, utilities or so forth, anything that shows up in a credit bureau report, um, that uh, that's the sort of uh, damage that we help the consumer, first of all, find, find out that, that a fraudulent new account has been opened in your name, which you may not even know about until um, you get a collection call that the account hasn't been paid and also account takeover. So we also help customers recover from the takeover of a, of a deposit or a, or a credit card account. It's interesting you should mention account takeover. That's something that's popped up in the news quite a bit lately, and it's obviously a concern for financial institutions as well as consumers. How is ITAC helping financial institutions protect their customers and members from identity theft? Well, again, it goes back to our educational efforts. Um, it's, it's so important to keep talking to people um, about the, the old threats, the new threats um, on, a, on a recurring basis, um, and to keep talking to people about um, what they can do to protect themselves. I mean, this really is a, this is a shared responsibility. It's, it's, not, it's not something, fighting identity fraud is not something that, financial institutions can do by themselves. The, the consumers can't do it by themselves. It's not solely a government responsibility either. It really takes um, cooperation and partnership of, of, of everybody to, um, to prevent the fraud, uh, to fight it once, once the crime has occurred, and to see that it doesn't happen again. Sure. And talking about some of the, the regulatory issues and identity theft kind of being top of mind across the board, how is ITAC helping financial institutions, if at all, comply with and understand the red flags rule? Well, actually, the, the, there's two important ways that we help our member companies fight, uh, comply with the red flag requirements. The first is that, as you probably know, the red flag requirements talk about helping mitigate the impact of identity fraud. And our service, which of course is designed to, to help consumers recover, is exactly the sort of thing that you know, the regulators are looking for in terms of mitigation of the impact of identity fraud. The second aspect uh, that we help uh, companies comply with red flags is the detection of fraud. So our member companies use our online service to get notice of potential fraud. For example, if, if I am using the ITAC service and I say I'm referred by Wells Fargo and during the discussion with the ITAC agent, I say, oh my goodness, this Capital One account, that's not mine, Capital One will get online notice from ITAC that that account may well be fraudulent. So it's that kind of... Um, 
notice that uh, helps our companies detect fraud, which is another major part of the red flags rule. What types of gaps do you see in the strategies financial institutions currently have in place when it comes to protecting consumers' identities? Where could they be doing a better job? We never relax our efforts with respect to, to education and prevention. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the crooks are ever vigilant. They're ever creative. They're always exploiting uh, new schemes to, you know, to attract uh, information, to extract information from consumers. So it's just a constant process of staying up with what the what the bad guys are doing, what technology um, risks may be, and uh, adapting to how our customers are interacting with us. I mean, a perfect example is, you know, the increasing use of, of mobile mobile phones, uh, PDAs to to do banking business, uh, consumers going online to sites like Facebook and so forth. I mean, we know that that's what our our customers are doing. And so there's this constant process of um, identifying the risks and helping, helping our customers understand and manage those risks. And over the next 12 months, what should financial institutions be focusing on in the way of identity theft protection? Well, I, I, I think it really goes back to what I just discussed. It's, it's continually watching the, the technology to see where, where are your customers, what are they doing, how are they interacting with both their financial services company and with each other? So how are they using that information and what are we doing to educate our, our customers and potential customers about protecting themselves? I mean, I, I still do think there's really a, a sort of a knowledge gap um, just with people understanding that if you put information out there um, on, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or so forth, it facilitates fraud. You, don't, you, you think you're just sharing information with your friends and family and not realizing that other people are listening. I think financial institutions all know how devastating finance, uh, identity fraud can be from their customers. I mean, I, I, I think they are very empathetic and, and understanding of that, but I just say that we, we can't lose sight of that, of how personal... Uh, how personally people take this crime, how emotionally devastating it is, and to really be tuned into that when you, you know, when you get those calls in the call center or in the branches or whatever to, to people who really feel as if they've been violated and, 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 and try to be responsive to that emotional need as well as the business need. And, and I guess the other thing is just uh, reinforcing what I said earlier about the need to constantly educate people about the emerging risks and to find different ways or as many ways as we possibly can to communicate with people. What are the, what are the opportunities to educate? What are the opportunities to communicate about risks? And, and don't assume that, that people understand it. My experience is that consumers really want to work with their financial institution. They want to be partners. And they want to hear from us from the institutions what they should be doing. So I think we have a great opportunity to partner, to educate. We, maybe we just have to find different ways, better ways, more ways to, you know, to reach people. And I want to thank you for your time today. Well, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We've just heard from Ann Wallace, president of the Identity Theft Assistance Corporation. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.